Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. The Gray Man, new action movie out now on Netflix starring Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. Uh, this is a movie that I was mildly excited for. This one's also written, directed by the Russo brothers, uh, which a lot of the times these brother, these sibling, or these duo directors tend to make good movies. This one, it, it's it's not great. It's not horrible. I've seen a lot of hate for this movie. I've seen a lot of people unimpressed with this movie online, uh, whether that's... Uh, deserved or not i thought it was fine i thought i mean it's it's not doing anything special really there's a few fun camera moments the fight scenes are fun uh the story is about as useless as the majority of action films it doesn't necessarily elevate itself above the majority of action films that come out you have a basic uh guy recruited by government uh, shadow government ops, this guy that's well-trained at things to do a mission, things that may or may not be impossible. Uh, maybe there's a child involved because you need to have some kind of uh, emotional investment in the story, uh, which this one, you know, it does all of those things. It has Ryan Gosling as this, this uh, you know, this special op-skilled fighter assassin type of guy who's who's recruited out of prison and uh sent on missions and his crew is being dispatched and uh they're now out to get him and he has to try and survive while also exposing the shadow government and their misdeeds uh while also trying to save a kid because we need to be emotionally invested in this action movie it can't just be fighting and gunplay and explosions we have to have a uh, emotional hook to it and it's either like a love interest or it's a kid uh and in this movie it's a kid now with all of that generic action movie ingredients mixed into this pot i still enjoyed it I think Ryan Gosling plays a great jacked. This dude is jacked in this movie, although we only really see him with his shirt off once. Not that that's a necessary uh, thing to have in this action movie to make it good, but we do see how jacked he is in at least one scene. Uh, and we also have a fun, cocky, yet you know, confident, a capable villain in Chris Evans. Uh, who plays a adequate douchebag, uh, who I believe can fight, who I believe would be in charge of his crew, breaking the rules, being a rogue guy, the guy they call when the rules need to be skirted. Um, so I enjoy both of those. I, I enjoy the dialogue. I enjoy the performances, uh, the relationship between Ryan Gosling's character Six uh, and this kid. I think it's fun. I think the kid is fun. Uh, also, we have Anna de Armas as kind of the... It's kind of like a sidekick, you know, and does as sidekicks do. They save the person they're teamed up with multiple times for multiple reasons. Uh, not, that, not that Six is incapable of doing amazing things, but, you know, 
tends to find himself in situations that are a bit precarious and and uh Anadarmus's character is there to help him and is equally a badass which I appreciate as well uh there's also Billy Bob Thornton who's kind of the handler of six the handler the the guy who runs this this group of assassins that's slowly being picked off so I enjoyed the cast I enjoyed what the cast does. I enjoy what they say. The story is whatever. The action scenes are fun. They're interesting. There's a lot of scenes where Ryan Gosling is holding something in his hand while fighting is going on, uh, like a flashlight or like a smoke grenade, which adds to the stylish nature of the fight, which I appreciate. Anytime you can show me a fight in a new way, I appreciate that. Um, there is a lot of CG, a lot of close-up cg to hide these fake stunts that are going on which is something you lose in comparison to uh, a movie like mission impossible where tom cruise is literally doing the majority of his stunts you know you get to see a lot of these action set pieces in a wide angle so you can actually see people fighting they're not being hidden by like a shaky camera or close-ups uh, when somebody's jumping off of ex an exploding building, it's not just a close-up of them. Um, but even despite that, even despite the fact that I know it's all CG, I know it's all fake stunts, I still enjoyed the stunts. I enjoyed the action set pieces. I thought there was a lot of fun action set pieces. Like there is a fight se sequence that involves a train or a trolley. And... I thought the way that was handled was super fun. I like an action movie that has a bit of intelligence to it. And in that scene, Ryan Six uses the reflection of the passing buildings to get the target on the enemy that's inside this train. Right? When you can add a little bit of intelligence to stupid action, I appreciate that. And it does that. I wish they had added some of that intelligence to the overall story. I think there's a lot of aspects of this movie that could have been, that would have made it better, like a story that I care about, something that's not just generic. I mean, you think of a movie or a series of movies like John Wick that literally creates like a world around John Wick, this in, super interesting world that just elevates the fact that the action is also cool. And I would compare a lot of the, the action scenes in this. There was, there was definitely John Wick vibes to the action scenes, but I wouldn't say there's John Wick vibes to the overall story. Like, I don't know if this movie is based on a comic book. I'm not even entirely sure John Wick is based on I believe it's based on a comic book. But, which, you know, would, would give the franchise something to work off of as far as building a universe. Uh, this one doesn't really seem to have that kind of world building. Um, so I don't know if it's based on anything. Maybe it's based on like a book series. I don't know. Uh, you know, I guess you could, it, in some ways it's similar to uh, the Bourne movies, except for the fact that, you know, Six knows who he is. But, you know, and the Bourne movies, I, I probably need to go back and rewatch. I don't really remember them being the story of those movies really being that interesting it's not that much different where it's like ooh, super super talented kicky punchy guy going to expose uh an evil government organization right just, that just seems to be generic 
overplayed, overdone action premise to get you, to get me, to get the audience invested, involved. Um, Let's take a little break from the Ray Taylor Show to promote my live art streams. That's right. I am an artist as well as a podcaster, and I paint live every Thursday at 420 Pacific Time. Head on over, the best place ever for streaming, youtube.com slash inspired disorder. That's right, every Thursday at 420, you can watch me paint the many faces. Every week, I paint seven new faces of abstract portraits, ink on paper, and you can watch that happen. You can hang out with me while I listen to a classic episode from one of my favorite podcasts. Head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and check it out. Say hi. Let's hang out. Let's have some fun. Let's paint some faces. Now let's get back to the show. But yeah, I like this movie was very adequate in a lot of ways. Like I enjoyed watching it. I put it on in the background while I was doing work the other day, and it was fun to have on in the background. There's some really fun, in addition to that that train sequence, which that the whole movie, I think, really picks up steam and really the rubber hits the road in the second hour. There's some action moments. There's a lot of, like, setup stuff in the beginning, which I kind of appreciate. It sets up the relationship between Six and this kid that he's supposed to be protecting. Uh, it kind of sets up why everything's going on. Uh, which is okay, but I think it really picks up. The action really gets going in the second half, where it's like he's constantly on the run, which is kind of a similar thing to John Wick, where he's he's being hunted by everybody around him, um, and they all are trying their best but are unable to do it. Uh, but unlike in John Wick, well, I guess some parts of John Wick, there's the 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 sidekick character, Danny. Anadarmus, which I really appreciate. That is the movie I would have loved. The the Six and Danny movie of them being too, like instead of a buddy cop movie, it's a buddy like special ops movie, and they're on a mission, and everybody's out to get them, which is a lot of what this second half of this movie, and they have their back and forths like nobody throws a loaded gun, which is a fun bit that there's a callback to throughout this movie. There's some fun callbacks. There's some fun bits in this movie, but I, I, I appreciate their, their thing, you know, where she's like trying to fix this thing. Cause he, his, his, his like inability to follow directions is hurting her. So now she's trying to fix this whole thing while also trying to save him, but also trying to help. Like, I enjoy that. I enjoy the second half of this movie quite a bit. And that includes Billy Bob. I think Billy Bob, you know, doesn't have a whole lot to do, but I, you know, I appreciate him as a, just in movies in general. I, I think he plays like a good type of, uh, you know, a handler type of a guy. There are issues, like the fact that this kid, like they set up this kid, the, the whole reason they, her and Six ever meet is because he like babysits or whatever. Right, they they got doxxed and they're after her potentially. So he he needs to babysitter because Billy Bob needs to go to to Brazil for a mission or whatever. And the whole thing, she's got medical problems. She gets a pacemaker, but the pacemaker it, it has a tracking, has GPS tracking on it, which is clearly just there to make it 
possible for him to find her later on, which there could have been a million. I don't know. Like the fact that there's a tracker in her pacemaker is whatever. And the stuff that is kind of like the the story, the overall, like all of the interstitial stuff between the fighting is kind of like, okay, let's just, let's get it going. But even the end, like once the there's a building that blows up, then there's this like street shootout, and then there's the train scene, and then like the end scene where it's like this sunrise fight, like they're fighting, Chris Evans and, and Ryan Gosling are fighting, in like the center of this maze and the sun is coming up there's like a lot of beautiful shots even the, there's like a skydiving there's a plane sequence in the beginning of this movie when things first start to pop off and even that i th- thought was ha- handled pretty well even though it's clearly cg but they the way they handled the cg made it look like it, it made it look interesting as opposed to so many movies especially comic book movies that in order to hide bad CG or just lazy CG or just to hide, just to like probably lower the budget on CG costs, they stage a lot of like fight scenes at night and you can't see them a lot of the times. Like every once in a while, like I watched the, uh, rewatched the amazing Spider-Man movies Actually watched one of them for the first time. Um, rewatched the first one, and I think in the second one there is a pretty not a good movie, but there is uh, an end fight scene at like a power plant at night. And despite the fact that it's a fight scene at night, comic book movie, you can actually see it, which is so rare. Like even in like Marvel movies, there will be fight scenes the end fight scenes in so many comic book movies are at night and hidden in darkness to where you can't see what's like you can kind of see you got to black out your room to see it because any amount of glare like any any light within your your living space as you're watching this movie will obscure your ability to see anything that's going on and it's annoying it is annoying that so many movies do this like i understand sometimes fights happen at night but you can at least light the scene in a way to where the audience can see what's going on to where it's not just like this blue monochrome dark 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 hiding bad cg where in this movie clearly a lot of cg doesn't hide it in nighttime most of the time they understand that there's other ways to hide it like blurring the camera view doing real close-ups of people so there's not a whole lot of background that you need to cg in like they do it i think in a very intelligent way uh which i appreciated that as well Let's take a little break from the show to promote the many faces. That's right. I am also an artist. I do ink paintings on paper of abstract faces. A new face, a new painting gets released every single day over at InspiredDisorder.com. So head on over to my website to purchase original artwork directly from the artist. Also, there are prints available for select 
images. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com. Buy original art. Buy prints if that's your jam. If you want 8 by 10 prints on high-quality paper. Also, if you're looking to wear some art, there are shirts available with original artwork by myself. Select faces from the many faces are also available in t-shirt form. You go to InspiredDisorder.com. You buy original artwork. You buy prints. You buy shirts. You're supporting an artist directly. And if you're the type of person that likes to invest in NFTs, there are also NFTs available for select faces. Go to InspiredDisorder.com now. And now let's get back to the show. The other thing, aside from, aside from like the, the pacemaker thing, whatever, not a big deal. The whole story is based on the idea, according to this movie, unless I miss something. Six, as a kid, abused by his dad. Clearly horrible, burns him, beats him up, tries to drown him, all kinds of horrible stuff. Right? He's got a brother. In order to protect his brother, he kills his dad. And, which he thought was going to be a heroic thing. Everybody else thought it was bad. He gets put in prison. Like, so he gets put in prison as, like, a young adult teenager type of a kid and then gets recruited directly from prison by this elite covert ops thing like billy bob shows up when he's older now in prison to recruit him but like at no point does six display his elite abilities to kill people he just killed his dad with a gun right that doesn't take any kind of training like people accidentally kill each other all of the time with guns like guns are a tool that make it extremely easy for toddlers to murder people so the fact that he used a gun to kill his dad which was a bad guy and they're recruiting him to kill more bad guys I don't buy that he has this elite training. He was never in the military. He was never, like, he never got any kind of training. He just killed his dad, went to prison, then got recruited out of prison. Maybe there's part of it where he got out of prison and he had done, killed other bad guys and that's where he trained. Like, there's a whole prequel to this movie that explains why. And when he got recruited out of prison by Billy Bob, it was like his hundredth time in prison or whatever. But that's not what this movie implies whatsoever. This movie, in my opinion, is like, oh, he killed his dad, he went to prison, and then, you know, ten years later, Billy Bob shows up, recruits him, and now he's six. And maybe, like, he recruits him out of prison untrained, and this other thing trains him. But, like, what, why would they assume he could be trained? They just take a guy that's been in prison for 10 years for killing his dad and they're like well he's got the right mentality should be able to do all of these other elite things as well we'll just assume he's really smart and coordinated and can fight like he can just we just based on the fact that he killed his dad we think that he can do all of these other things as well that was a part that you know 
that's what the training montage was invented for. There's no, there's no proof that this guy went from killing his dad to now being an elite assassin. There's, there's like a huge gap in, in those abilities. So I had a little problem with that as well. But other than that, I thought it was a fun movie. You know, it wasn't groundbreaking. You know, it could have been, you know, Michael Bay, I think, is a little bit better at shooting action. Like, as far as dumb action movies go that, that are full of spectacle, I think Michael Bay understands how to do that more than the Russo brothers. But, you know, it is what it is. Not that, like, I think this movie does the kind of, like, believable characters, kind of dialogue, interpersonal kind of connections. I think this movie handles that stuff better, but then leaves out a lot of, like, story that could have benefited, this movie could have benefited from, uh, but then doesn't do the big action spectacle quite as well. I think there was also, I mean, there's definitely a lot of use of drones in this movie, Maybe too many shots. Like, there was a shot specifically where there's a car pulling into, like, a mansion or whatever. And they used, like, three or four different types of shots. So there was, like, a drone shot to, like, a standard static shot to, like, some shot that's, like, clearly mounted above the rear of the car. And it's, like, these three shots of the back of the car with three different techniques. And it's just, like, why don't you just choose one? Why don't you just choose one? So I think maybe they were trying. There's a little bit extra. They were trying to do a little bit too much in some some situations. With all that that all that said, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was fun for an action movie. Fun action moments. Good enough story. I, you know, I enjoyed the characters enough to to you know go along for the ride. I really enjoyed Chris Evans as a villain. As villains go, I thought he was one of the more entertaining villains I've seen in an action movie in a long time. Like, I believe him as a douchebag. The mustache fits. Him wearing the tight polo shirts. Like, the fact that, you know, Six calls him out on, on not being likable and looking like a douchebag. And his look fitting his name, Lloyd. All of that stuff I appreciate. I enjoyed. So that that and then the Anna de Armas, the uh, the Danny and Six relationship. Those three I could see doing a movie like just focus on those three, build a movie around it, don't pack it in with all this other nonsense. Find something simple buddy special ops type of a genre. Create that genre. Right, elevate the buddy cop movie to buddy special ops, and I'm in. I so I, I enjoyed aspects of it. I wish it was better, but whatever. It is what it is. Uh, so check it out if you want. I'm higher. I I enjoyed it more than I believe most people did. Uh, I thought it was it was fine. Uh, but it's on Netflix. The Gray Man, which isn't an alien, by the way. He just works within the gray area of the law. That's why he's the gray man. He's not an alien. He's just morally ambiguous. And it's on Netflix. Check it out.
New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.